Welcome to the Keyforge Premier League podcast, where we will focus on the people of the community that are contributing to the growth of our sport. Get inside perspectives on the reasons they play Keyforge, what they think about the community, and various other sidebars and hijinks. Be sure to go to the website, www.keyforgepremierleague.com, to find everything you need to know to get started on your path to the top. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And if you have any inputs or requests, please reach out to us at keyforgepremierleague at gmail.com. And we will do our best to represent the demand of the player base. The Keyforge Premier League is by the community for the community. And welcome back to the KFPL Weekly. This is jupiter and i have with me my sidekick drazcore again say hello hey guys how's it going yeah and we're back to do untamed this week uh top 10 this was drazcore's choice he wanted to do the untamed and um it was pretty intense and pretty hard to pick certain things because i love so many cards in untamed but before we get too far into that yet um i want to bring in a mention that this weekend um is the first um kfpl event of the year as far as the tournament goes it is on the ninth um and it is going to be a short adaptive keyforge set that begins at 11 o'clock eastern um so hopefully we see a good turnout there i know it's pretty short notice on this um it's only two days out from here but um pretty much one day out but um so far we've had a pretty good uh, amount of signups for it and um it's gonna be what have we got so far I don't know the full number, but I know that we're, okay. we're we're not like in that hundreds realm yet. But usually the Friday is the day where most people make their right. commitment or don't make their commitment. But uh, short adaptive mm-hmm. keyforge is something people are pretty hot for. They like they think it's a good format, and uh, so hopefully uh, the turnout is good. I'm I'm kind of curious to watch the gameplay and see the bidding. I think bidding is yeah. like, like the one thing that people don't get a lot of practice with. So I think it will be a very interesting tournament to at least monitor and stuff. Plus I get to use all my new specs, like all my new toys and stuff that I've learned and like my new looks and stuff on Twitch. So um, I'm excited about that. I have a meme board now and all kinds of cool things. I went prime. Oh man. Yeah, Look I went, at you. <laughs> I, went, I, went, I went prime on Twitch to make it better for everybody. So there you go. Uh, so, so, now, all right, so, all right. so now you get to uh, deal with all my 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 silly shenanigans and random pop-ups uh, whenever uh, all bad. I get bored. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, you're, you're not gonna put music in the background again, are you? <laughs> uh, maybe. I know you got a lot of <laughs> a lot of flack for that the other time. <laughs> uh, maybe. Like, maybe. Oh well. You know. I, I do have the SoundCloud that comes with uh, the Twitch Prime, so I can play music. Uh, it won't be as loud, probably, but um, okay, okay. But uh, usually, I only do that when I'm actually streaming games and stuff because gotcha, I, know, gotcha, I, gotcha. I, I know that when I'm playing, sometimes I get into the game too much and I forget to talk, and so like I'd rather there be music there than no like dead air. So mm. that's that's why I do that. But uh, during these streams, I usually would not play music, but. Uh, We'll see. Gotcha, gotcha. But we got a lot of cool things happening, and uh, hopefully you see it. Um, hopefully you saw the KFPL uh, Season 1 review and uh, what KFPL is video that was on YouTube as well. Um, it's a new one that I just put out today. Um, but uh, Check that I, out. I, I really enjoyed making it, and it was uh, because we have a new person on the team named Vaughn that uh, in, she is taking over the PR stuff for us. So she gave us a whole list of things about 
KFPL because she didn't really know what we were or what we were about. So we decided that it would be cool to make a video with all these questions and answer them because I'm sure there's other people that don't know much about KFPL and uh, hopefully uh, this helps you understand better who we are and what we are. So um, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on the YouTube page. If you don't know how to get there, uh, go to the crazy killing machine dot, um, what is it? CO dot UK or UK geo. I don't mm -hmm. remember how it goes. Um, no, CO UK should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So CO UK and uh, you can, uh, go to the tournament page and you can see our tournament signups and or you can go anywhere else in the KFPL group and you can see all these things but there's also a media group that links you to the podcasts it links you to the YouTube the Twitch everything so um St <laughs> Steve from Crazy Killing Machine has done a phenomenal job with uh the website him and Carl both but uh Steve does a lot of the background stuff doesn't get as much of the uh, the spotlight so I'll give him a super kudos. Um, and if you ever see him around online hanging out or just being quiet, uh, poke him and make him talk. <laughs> so that's, that's all good. I got. Sounds good. What do you got cool. for us? Well, so, so I have to tell a story. Uh, reason being, I got some, some feedback from uh, one, of, one of our most important listeners, mm. uh, my, my nine-year-old. Oh. So <laughs> This is very so, important. So, this is this is so her feedback w w was thus so now you'll know this jupiter but nobody else will right so during during the first time we recorded the shadows episode i i told you the story about uh you know when when she and i both opened uh decks for christmas and she and i played each other but that episode was lost right to uh to to unfortunate audio issues well i did not repeat the story in the in the fully recorded episode and uh my my daughter was very upset so now now i must repeat this story and you'll and you'll see why listeners so uh so christmas morning right kids open their stockings of course of course they find some keyforge decks so um so i say yeah you don't have to reopen presents hey who wants to play keyforge with dad right so so my nine-year-old says sure i'll play so she opens her deck and um she she's going and she's got like a double fangtooth cavern she's got both penpacas in there and i've got a deck with just a ton of puny creatures and uh she proceeds to 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 wipe the floor with me uh three keys to nothing um so so apparently i well i gave myself a whole bunch of chains and uh you know try to make it even but clearly i didn't need to do that in this matchup she uh she, she wiped the floor for me and she was so excited the rest of the day that she had beat her dad three to zero she's like you never got more than four ever i'm like i know <laughs> <laughs> kept taking it away from me <laughs> and uh so she demanded that i tell the story again so uh so how many so chain, it, how folks. many chains did you give her to start with i gave myself um i'm gonna i'm gonna guess it was six chains i, I gave myself i could i could okay. tell her deck was was stronger than than what i opened and uh and i was like oh, i'll give myself six chains and she made you and, pay and she made you pay for your arrogance see uh-huh that's a good uh -huh. girl that's a good girl you tell her I yeah think, she did well kudos did well. good job well done i know my son mm -hmm. my, my son when he beats me he feels pretty proud too um but that doesn't happen very often and he's 12 so like uh now 
he was 11 when he was playing mostly so um but that's probably why he doesn't like keyforge as much because i make him work to win so (laughs) i'm not going to change my philosophies for him anything he does he has to put effort into so kudos to your little one um and i hope she does Mm -hmm. it again to you so she can have more joy oh man she's so happy (laughs) so so on those rainy days when she's not feeling great dad now you have a tool to make her excited see exactly Exactly. (laughs) i ask her if she wants to pull out her double fangtooth cavern deck (laughs) love fangtooth cavern it's a great card definitely Mm -hmm. in my top 10 but okay (laughs) spoiler alert but yeah but as uh as as we are going to transition into this untamed top 10 um, so we can get moving, but um, this is your week to go first. So, my friends, mm. so why don't you give us the the, the walk in and tell all us right. what your number ten is? All right, all right. And just to remind everybody, or or in case this is the first episode you're listening to, with what we're doing here, for our top ten cards of a particular house, what we're doing is we're saying, uh, you know, don't get to pick cards in your deck. It's just, you know, hey, random deck. What is a card when you see in your deck, you're like, I'm super happy. So you're not building combos, anything like that. Just on its own, this card makes your deck better. So, uh, so number 10. So my number 10 10, 10, is is Reclaimed by Nature. Mm -hmm. So uh, Reclaimed by Nature gives you an Ember Pip, and it's an action card, and it purges an artifact, uh, which is pretty good, right? It's never going to come back. Uh, almost never, right? And um, you also, oh, and you also resolve its bonus icons if you had played it. And uh, so you might get an Ember, or if you're playing in some crazy mass mutation deck, you might get even more than that. So uh, it's it's it couldn't be uh, even worth purging your own mediocre artifacts uh, to get to to get some extra Ember, extra icons out of it. So it's pretty good. It's so- it's my number ten. So you've been with me a couple episodes now, right? Like uh, quite a few, actually, like six or so, mm-hmm. right? So, but um, you as a betting man, if you were a betting man, and you knowing how I feel about artifact control, do you think that Reclaim by Nature made my top 10? I think it did. It did not. Oh! And that's, that's just because Untamed is so good. That speaks volumes <laughs> to the struggle, because I had I tried so hard to make it my number 10 as well. Because, uh, you know, like for me, artifact mm-hmm. control... A great like poltergeist, great artifact control, right? Snecklifter, great artifact control. These are all cards I was like nine or ten has to be there, like just has to be there. And so like going by my logic for every other house, I was like reclaimed by nature has to be like at least number ten or maybe even nine. Um, then I looked at my list and I went, I can't fit reclaimed by nature in. That's how good this this hard. house is, uh, and how much I like this house. This house is one of my favorites. So um, with that said, my number ten is actually fandangle um we start the mm-hmm. we start we start the witch brigade early um but i like him because he's three power so he's a little bit stickier to the board but he's not elusive so he doesn't give you that extra like kind of level of protection so he's only really great um taunt wise um and he doesn't affect untamed creatures and that's why he fell this far to me for me um but still too good not to have his number 10 um, in my opinion, as he can be game-breaking if not dealt with, like almost all the witches in the set. So I had to pick and choose the witches I wanted to I wanted to talk about, um, and he's the first. So it won't yeah, be I mean the ability to <laughs> just bring other creatures into play ready, right? Mm-hmm. Non-untamed creatures, right? It's so good. It's will, so good. And I will caveat that it was either him or Dusk Witch. It was a very tough 
flip for me. So yeah, um, but uh, I went yeah. with the Fandango just because he's got a little bit beefier of a body, and uh, Duskwitch tends to just uh, she's easy to pick off, especially now with MM. So I think Fandango yeah. is a little bit stickier. I agree. Duskwitch fell a little bit for me. Duskwitch is is not on my list. It, it probably would have she's... been prior to Mass Mutation. Yeah, she's not on um, my list either. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Fandangle is higher on my list. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's it's not it's it's very arguable. Like, uh, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Depends on what you value in uh in in the set, right? In the cards. So. Absolutely. So absolutely. But, all right. So that was my number ten, Fandangle. Um, and so we move to number nine, 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 and the Witch Brigade continues. As, <laughs> at number nine, the Hunting Witch makes an appearance for me. Um, mm. as a card that uh, just playing her. In any deck, um, very strong, like super strong. Um, multiples even stronger, but just having her in the deck is Amber Generation, basically, because no deck has less than four creatures. There may be three creatures, I think, is the lowest I've seen per a house. And uh, so the chances are that you're getting at least a couple of Amber, no matter what, for playing a, ha- a Hunting Witch. And uh, it puts a, an immediate threat on the board that has to be dealt with, so they have to take their turn to fight it or get rid of it. Um, so you're making your opponent start to play to your caveats and to the things that you want, and you can shape them into the uh, the kind of traps that you want to set with them. So Hunting Witch um, is just absolutely one of those like perfect examples of why witches need stitches. So yeah. she, she comes I mean, in it's... number nine. Yeah, it's it, it's a real good card. You know, you're, you're probably getting at least two ember off of it when you're playing it, right? Probably, <laughs> maybe not if you got a really low creature count untamed deck, but you know, just putting out a creature, getting two ember with a chance of keeping that going into future turns is is very strong. I may be biased because I've been playing a deck that has three hunting witches and a full moon, and I, there's been many a turns nice. I've gone I've gone full moon hunting witch hunting witch into another mm-hmm. like niffle ape or whatever and. Uh, it's bursty. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can be very bursty. So that's my number nine. So what's, what is your number nine? My number nine is a card you referenced, uh, but uh, I don't think you included it on your wit on your your witch <laughs> on your list. Hey, guess what it is? It's a witch. <laughs> it's a uh, witch of the eye. It's yeah. a three powered human witch creature. Reap, return a card from your discard pile to your hand. So, so strong when you can get it off. You can just start recurring some really, really strong cards that are that are in Untamed or bring back another really important card that you have uh, for, from another house even. So it, the ability to do this is is very strong. Pick whatever you want on your discard pile. Do it multiple turns if you can keep it down. It's one of the you know very first, this and probably Hunting, which are some of the most kill or must kill cards in the original set. So, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. it was it was a coin toss between those two, hunting witch and witch of the eye, which one I wanted to make top ten. And Fane Dangle was in that mix as well. But uh, like, uh, I basically had to leave some of them off, and Dusk Witch fell off, and so did Witch of the Eye for me because mm. it's more recursion. It's more like a like has to stick to be relevant, whereas hunting witch comes into play and is instantly relevant. So that's why I tip yeah. my, I hit, tip my hat towards that. But I'm not mad at Witch of the Eye. That's a that's yeah. a, it's a super good card, and um, it is has many combo utilities it has many recursion utilities if it survives like any other witches this is why witches get stitches folks and we're gonna you're gonna yeah. hear that all day long i only and i promised i re, I, I promised myself i'd only put up to three witches on my list as well so i did put mm. a, a handcuff well, i'm not on. sure if i well we'll find out <laughs> oh that's <laughs> but fine. yeah i i almost swapped this card out a couple times as i was just going through the list and saying oh put this other card uh and and part of the reason i 
I was thinking of swapping this one out is because it does need to stick a turn. Mm-hmm. And in this format where we're saying we don't know what else you have, that, that might be mes- less likely than if you've got Taunt or if you've yeah. got Bulwarks it, or whatever. But kind of like Fane Dangle to me, she's not elusive like, and she has to be protected. Mm-hmm. So like... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not mad. Like I said, I think she's great. Yep. So, like, I, yep. but uh, you know, we could talk all day. Any witch that you play is probably going to be good if it's an untamed. Um, that just seems to be. I can't really think of a bad witch in untamed. Like off, mm-hmm. the, top, off the top of my head, I there's not one that I can think of. I think the worst one might be uh, Witch of the Wilds, and that's pretty damn good. So, like, oh, I like Witch of the Wild a lot. Yeah, yeah like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty I, I damn considered. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like uh, on my list. But that's uh, that's me thinking off the top of my head. I'm sure there's probably a worse one, and you guys out there could tell us what that what that was. But uh, um, what's the not as good uh hunting witch? The um, uh, the elusive Harmonia? one that only. Yeah, is she a witch? Uh, I think she is, but I think she's pretty dang good. Like uh, she, she she is a witch. She's, she's all right. She's, she's all right. I I feel like I always have more creatures. Like it. Doesn't... Oh. I know what the worst witch is, actually. The Feathered mm. Shaman is probably the worst witch. And it's still pretty dang good. Like, it's yeah, it's good. It's not horrible. Um, yeah. But the Feathered Shaman, I think, is a witch. Eldest Berry. I believe you're right. It's, uh, it's, uh, it is hard to get her off, for sure. So. Eldest Bear is a witch, but she's not horrible. So. Uh, mm. Mm. Nope. But there's so many witches, but like I said, I don't think... Uh, I think the worst one probably is the Feathered Shaman. And that's pretty... That says a lot when... Uh, you have things maybe maybe mercy she might be the worst witch i don't know i guess it's debatable i think witch of the yeah. wilds is probably pretty good compared to those though so i wouldn't yeah i would take witch of the wilds over those yeah, yeah. and xenos is definitely better um xenos yeah i mean right it comes with toad that's the problem right. dark dark, dark uh, i mean i'm gonna stop naming witches because we can... all, right, all right we're just <laughs> let's just name every card yeah all, just right, all right all right so what's your number eight number eight my number eight is Father Christmas himself, Chota Hasri. So, so low. Uh, what's that? So low. So low? How low can you go? So Chota Hasri is three power, which play, lose one. If you do, you may forge a key at current cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, key cheat, ability to just play them play out and uh, get a key, especially when people are you know stealing and capturing all over the place. Um, a little harder now. There's a lot of boosting key cost stuff out there, but still really, really strong. Uh, you know, this these cards will win games when uh, you're you don't have any more way to stop your opponent, but you can just sneak in the win uh, at the end right there. So by number eight, Choda Hazri. Well, Choda is uh, definitely on my list, but he comes a little bit later. Um, he's my third witch. Um, so, but mm, for me mm. at number eight, I'm rocking with the Fangtooth Cavern right here. Um, mm, Fangtooth Cavern okay. is quickly going up my list in uh, Untamed. Uh, it's a card that has been nothing but value, and it seems like uh, he, it's very oppressive, and it changes the way Keyforge is played. Um, I like cards that do that, and Untamed has a couple of them. Um, so what does Fangtooth Cavern do, just in case Fang our dear Cavern, listeners Fang, don't know? Yeah, Fangtooth Cavern will give you up. First of all, it gives you a raw amber pip. But then when it comes into play, at the end of your turn, you get to kill the least powerful creature on the board. So um, 
seems like it could be a double-edged sword since it's untamed because on most of the time untamed has like pretty low power creatures um so sometimes it could, it could come back to bite you <laughs> fang teeth but uh <laughs> but at the same time um it's usually pretty tactical in the way that it's implemented so um you, like you know that comes with player skill i guess as well and just recognizing what you're playing against if i'm playing against a saurian sanctum deck i probably don't want to play my fangtooth cavern um but uh at the same time like if you just decide to discard your creatures as well you still can get the pure value out of the fangtooth cavern so um there's lots of just technical tricks that you could play with fangtooth cavern and i like the fact that it is a game changing like it changes the way you have to play the game or think about the game so um those are kind of things that i, I value and i think fangtooth is just pretty wonderful ask your daughter yeah yeah <laughs> uh, although it's it's not her favorite untamed card but she does like it for, for sure now well it's not a but, flume, it's not a floom right like uh, uh no, floomf, it's not floomf either for her for the nine-year-old uh, no. I, was, I was making a reference to john claude's video about his daughter when she was so excited to have a floomf and then he uh in, in, inspectored it out of the game and made her <laughs> and made her cry it was so sad but it was hilarious good times uh, <laughs> Good, good parenting right there. Learn the loss. Yep, yep. Uh, so, so, uh, so Fangtooth Cavern did not make my list. Uh, I, I considered it. I definitely considered it. Hmm. I think I, you know, there was a lot of tough choices here. The reason I sort of nudged it off was, hey, I don't get to pick what else is in my deck. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, you may well get a deck where you're killing a lot of your own stuff and it's not as strong. But, you know, when you have a deck that's got bigger creatures, very, very good. Yeah, it's a tactical, it's a tactical maneuver for sure. So my number seven is Dust Pixie. Um, mm. One power, not very strong, little critter that comes into play, but it gives you two amber right off the bat. So pure value in that fact that you play a card, you get two amber, and you get a one-body creature that they don't have to deal with it, but it, do, it will reap you for a couple ambers if they don't. And with a lot of the other tools that uh, come along in the game, the only reason this is this low is because we're not counting other tools that come along with it in the game. Um, same with, like, Choda on my list. Uh, he dropped quite a bit because... Uh, it requires you to have certain tools, right? So um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a vacuum, though, Dust Pixie is still super potent to me, and that's why it's at number seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dust Pixie is, is, is very good, for sure, for sure. So my number seven... What's that? No, I was going to say, go ahead. Your number seven. It is. My number seven is Fandangle. So we're back to back to another witch. I had a lot of witches on my list here. Talked a little bit about uh, Fandango before, but um, you know uh, it's really strong, right? Getting to that four ember, it doesn't seem like a big constraint. Often, um, it's it, it's not too hard to get to that point in order to get benefit out of it. Um, you know, I, I just want to know what uh, what is in that tank that the witch is carrying around and just dumping on the ground, right? Is that fertilizer? You know, like it doesn't seem like you know you'd you'd have fertilizer in such a a nature friendly witch. So I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll have to do investigation. It might be opiates. That's why everybody Could comes. Be. That's why everybody comes in ready to fight. <laughs> this, this, you know what? I think you solved the mystery. Case solved. You heard it here, guys. It's drugs. What's in the what's in the tank? Drugs. Drugs. Um. Yeah. So that's Fandango for you. Um, mm-hmm. b- before I get uh, Rico act on, um, let's move to the uh, the number six for you. Number six, and my number six is actually Dust Pixie, which is why I paused to to uh, to to mention it. Um, so I agree, very good. Um, there's a lot of ways to recur 
in Untamed. Now we don't get to pick here, so so I didn't want to overvalue that. But there's enough random ways out there. There's a decent chance you get a way to bring it, bring Dust Pixie back, whether it's uh, you know a regrowth or something and pull it out of your out of your uh, discard pile and play it again. Mm-hmm. Um, various other ways. So um, you know, I considered when I when I slapped it down on my list, like yeah, I got to put it in here. I was like, well. I was reflecting. I was like, "Why didn't I pick um, uh, Ghostly Hand, right? Which is a Shadows card mm-hmm. um, that also just gives you two Ember when you play it, and gives you an option to steal one when your opponent only has one." I was like, "Well, that's like, isn't that better?" But there's just so many ways within Untamed to to bring Dust Pixie back that, uh, um, and it, it, Untamed sort of wants you. To, to, to do stuff with this guy and maybe get to reap with him too. So it's like, yep, I, f- I still feel good. Still I, feel good. Dust still, Pixie number six. I still think Dust Pixie makes three Ember more than Ghostly Hand, but uh, it probably and, does. And, probably and, does. And, and, and Dust Pixie in Untamed does more of what Untamed is set for, whereas Ghostly exactly. Hand is kind of opposite of Shadows, and that's probably why um, it didn't make a list. But Ghostly Hand is a, is a crazy good card too. So like, uh, I wouldn't have been mad to see it like at a low tier on Shadows, but uh, mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. moving on to my number six. My number six was Chota Hazari. Um mm-hmm. and uh, you know this is kind of like a loop. We had kind of like a similar loop here in the early goings. Um, so um, not much more to say about it. You lose an amber to get a chance to make a key during your turn. Um, after you get to do all these cool shenanigans, almost a win con all the time. Um, like super scary. Um, with the recursions that we've been talking about, even more scary. Um, just hands best hands down the best of all the key cheats in Untamed, in my opinion. Uh, way better than Key Charge for, to me. Um, way better than Key Frog. Um, like so that's why he's here, number six. Uh, he fell down because we're not putting him in a vacuum as well. Um, right, you, right, right. If you're talking about with some of these other cards that we're very deliberately not talking about because they're going to come again, mm-hmm. they're going to they're <laughs> going to show up at some point. Um, we are going right. to uh, you know then the, it's a whole another story because you get a, a two. You get a Chota Hazard, you can get two of those cards or a couple other cards. Like, all of a sudden, Chota Hazard's in, in for business, right? Like, he's ready to go. But yep. um, at number five for me, I have a question. Well, hold on, hold on. So I, I got a question for you before you name your uh, your next one. So both of us um, picked Chota over Key Charge. Mm-hmm. So so why? Why, why? why would the listeners uh, agree with us? I just told you because it's a card that you can play multiple times in a turn because it's a creature. You can bounce it and you can do different tricks with it. Like uh, it's not a one shot pony. Whereas with mm-hmm. key charge, you have it and you play it and then it's an action. So the action will go to the graveyard and you're, it's going to, you have a lot harder time rea- reoccurring an action mm-hmm. in untamed than you do a Chota Hazari. That's perfect. The reason why. Alrighty. Continue, sir. Okay, cool. So school's over. Um, but, Let's talk. So at, at at five, I have at uh, at uh, at uh, number five, I have the Voldemort of the Untamed uh, House. Yes, the Voldemort. This is the this is the card that shall not be named because when they created this card, I'm pretty sure they went to sleep <laughs> on the concept of it, and they basically created a card that is just so oppressive and so hated. By most people, unless your name is Jason Bargender, um, <laughs> that um, I had to put it on the list because the power and the raw power of it is just 
undeniable and as far as Keyforge goes and in creating ties it is the only card in the game that can almost infinitely make you go to time every time you play it and that is heart of the forest um and so therefore i didn't i said the name and i invoked it um but yes (laughs) uh heart of the forest um because it's in a vacuum undeniably probably the most powerful card in untamed um but i hate it so much i dropped it to four and um I just hate this card. I don't know why I even put it on at number five, but I, yeah, had, so to, I had to give it respect. So if, I did. Ah, but but if you don't have any key cheats, it doesn't matter. To take care of. It doesn't you know. matter what you think. Heart of the Forest is oppressive. <laughs> it's the if you don't have a way to get rid of it, it like you, it, it's oppressive for sure. But like, is it going to win you the game if you don't have the other tools? Well, we're not talking about winning a game. We're talking about if I play the card, how powerful is it? There is no other card in the game that when you play it, you can go, we're going to time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, I mean, that's yeah. Pretty, that's pretty powerful and um, annoying. And, and, and that's why a lot of people hate playing against it. But at the same time, it can also be used in the right decks with the right combos and things like that like some of the decks jason does have um you, you can just win with it like it's a, it's basically a once i play this if you can't kill this i have a way to win and like and that's the big thing with heart of the forest is if you don't have artifact control you lose like uh, most of the time you lose mm-hmm. if you play against heart of the forest because the person playing heart of the forest knows that he's playing heart of the forest and mm-hmm. uh, ideally which isn't always um they know that there's a way to win with it, right? Like there's okay. a way to get to it. So if you, they have infinite amount of turns to set that up, it makes it a lot easier. So, um, but Chota Hazri, uh, recursion, heart of the forest kind of things, they happen and they're gross. Broken. They do. Very broken. But I, I couldn't put it on my list. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you. I feel guilty for doing it, but at the same uh. time, I wanted credibility in the sense of. Uh, <laughs> My list being being a legitimate top ten. So. Legitimate. <laughs> the uh, so, so I guess mine's not legitimate. But you know what I will say. Hard I do love the artwork. The artwork is so cool on this card. Um, the one redeeming cool. one redeeming factor of Heart of the Forest is the artwork. Artwork is actually pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. mind it at all. My favorite artwork <laughs> in Untamed is actually an honorable mention card for me too. Is Ghost Hawk. Like uh, I really like mm. the, the Phoenix in that. It's really neat looking. Um, yeah, Ghost Hawk is good. Yeah, I, uh, that is a good card. Yeah, good good art as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Untamed. Mm-hmm. I think overall Untamed has the most like eclectic and dynamic art of all the of all the houses, and I, I I do love it. Like um, I think the art in Untamed is is pretty sweet. Because you have yeah, things, it's like very... you have whimsical all the way to demonic, mm-hmm. like you know the the, the detailed mm-hmm. demonic-y like things, and you have, you know the the realist looking things, you have the nature looking things, like there's just all kinds of range in the artwork. So I, I, I dig mm-hmm. it, I dig it, and I and I did notice when I was going through stuff, there's an Easter egg of Sorian from Coda in Untamed. Did you know that? Oh, is it? Uh, they're everywhere. No, that Dark. wasn't that wasn't Coda, was it? Uh, no, that wasn't no, no, no. Yeah, that was definitely AOA. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, tell me. It is Lifeweb. There's a skull of a Saurian in Lifeweb. It, Ooh. It's in uh, basically the spider's web. There is a, a skull in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is very hmm. prudent. Um, and after I saw that, then I, I, th- I thought about um, Grasping Vines as well. And I think that's a Star Alliance ship because the Martians have circular ships. And like uh, I think that might be an actual Star Alliance ship. 
could be logos hmm. i don't know but like i kind of i, yeah. I kind of wonder like what the intent was there but anyway sidetracking um, i did know there was a, a dinosaur skull in pile of skulls, pile of skulls. yeah that's yeah. The, that was the yeah. common one a lot of people picked that up but uh mm-hmm. yeah it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't until i was looking through all this that i saw on life web and i was like wow there's a saurian skull just popping me in the face like i was like that's mm-hmm. crazy pretty 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 cool so um that was one of the cool things i got from doing my homework um so thought i'd share perfect yeah so anyway part right. of the forest sucks but it's still number five for me <laughs> uh, uh. well my number five is hunting witch okay uh we talked about this card right play it out get a bunch of amber uh if you can protect it you might be able to get even more amber out of it in future turns just mm-hmm. could be really really strong mm-hmm. I, I think that is um a true statement Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. hunting witch is amazing. Like, um, I'm not sad. It, it got up to five for you. Um, not shocking. Like, uh, putting her at nine for me was pretty hard. Um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the cards ahead of it, they're just, I think they're better. Maybe Fangtooth Cavern could have slipped down one. I could have probably do that, but mm. depends. Yeah. Which, again, it depends on what you're getting out of what you want out of it. So, and everything else above it, I think, is still pretty credible for me. So, with that said, what is your number four, sir? My number four is a very long name. Oh, God. It is um, Punctuated Equilibrium. Number so this four? is a, number four. Mm. This is an action card, and it says each player discards their hand, then refills their hand as if it were their draw card step. So I, I like Punctuated Equilibrium a lot for, uh, for a few reasons. One, it's going to let you often play more cards out of hand that turn, right? You play a bunch of mm-hmm. untamed cards, then you discard your hand, you draw back up, and you play a bunch more untamed cards. So so that's real good. I and agree. I agree. And it uh, it messes with your opponent, right? Especially if you're playing an opponent who is um um you know trying to build a combo, trying to handcraft, you can mess that all up. Right. And so that can be really strong, right? You're playing against Genka or something, get get that Martian Generosity out of their hand. Get playing against some other combo, get it out of their hand. Um and I, especially I like this in a uh you know this format too where we're saying you don't get to pick necessarily the other cards in your deck. So mm-hmm. just cycling faster and playing more cards is good when you have just a bunch of random stuff. So uh punctuate equilibrium is my number four. Well, that's pretty interesting. Um, I think the card is amazing as well. It is on my list, but not at number four. Um, mm. And um, But I will say the one thing I like, everything you said about punctuate equilibrium is spot on, but the, one of the fun and most crazy tactical, like, you know, Jupiter-esque kind of insanity moves that I use punctuated equilibrium for is um, in the beginning of the game, if I have it in my opening hand and I see my opponent doesn't take a mulligan, I almost always will punctuate it equilibrium first turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that because uh, I figure if their hand is good enough to keep, um, mm-hmm. it's probably good enough to punctuate out of their out of their hand. Unless my hand is absolutely loaded as well, then I, I, might, I might not do it. But... Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, punctuated equilibriums, a absolutely busted card. Um, it's definitely up there. Like, um, 
I'm, not, I'm I guess I'm not sad to see it at four because when I look at my top four, four's pretty uh, good. Yeah, say, there's yeah, a lot of good stuff up here. When I look at my top five, like even Heart of the Forest, I'm like, like man, any of those could be anywhere. No, you like, get that out of here. <laughs> you know the card is damn good. <laughs> you know. The, I mean, I'm saying wait, it have... out of this out of the <laughs> academic and logical way. I did preface when I said that I hate this card, <laughs> that it is the Voldemort of all cards. But as being that it a, is. as being a fair assessor of power. Heart of the Forest <laughs> is very powerful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I try, to put, I try to put my personal bias aside, except for my number one that will always be my number one untamed card. I don't care. Uh, if they, if they... Which, when I look through the list, I think I, I think I remembered what it was. I didn't go back and listen to the old episode when, yeah. when you said it, but I, 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 say I it looked at it. Yeah, I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like a. <laughs> a this feels Jupiter-esque. Jupiter <laughs> yeah, it's a Jupiter card. Um, yeah. All right. So. So my number four is um, a card that is the highest artifact I think that I've uh, put on any list, um, and that is Nepenthe Seed. Mm -hmm. um, and I put Nepenthe Seed at number four because Nepenthe Seed is basically all-purpose greatness because no matter what you're getting to play, either your opponent's or your best card twice. Um, mm -hmm. So that's pretty pretty solid i think um you can get some great value off it in certain in certain aspects um so yeah um, i mean there's there's so many good combos that that use it but but even if you're not rocking that amazing combo it's right whatever's in your discard pull back the most useful thing that you have right now yeah, right yeah and that's it, omni yeah so you do it on whatever turn you want whatever house you want yep. that's pretty awesome so, so you're always playing your best card twice mm -hmm. bare minimum and then when you put other factors in with it you could be into your opponent's graveyard to doing things and you could be doing all kinds of dirty dirty combos with uh nepenthe seed um and the fact that you can use it in any house is absolutely busted um and probably when library access was getting all the grief that it was getting it could have been nepenthe seed that got the nerf um very arguable that um mm -hmm. it would have been uh, a fair nerf to uh, basically nerf seed into a like get out of here kind of card because uh that, mm -hmm. the Nepenthe seed is, is is very busted and very powerful and um like i said when you could play your best card in your deck twice there's a lot of cards in the game that you can only play once because they don't want you to play it twice um because it's too good to play twice but then you throw an Nepenthe seed in with those cards and now they can be played two maybe three times you know maybe okay. four times if you have two a bunch of nepenthe seeds but um like uh, it could get pretty gross pretty fast so nepenthe seed for i think it's a fair a fair call i like it i like it a lot good so i guess that makes us go up to number three uh, number mm -hmm. three and number three for me is mimicry so is mine. Oh, yeah, see, that's, that's, a good, high. that's a good place. I think this might be the first time, but um, <laughs> the first. Time. I think it might be right, actually. I think it is. Um, but uh, yeah, mimicry at number three, I think, is a solid choice. Um, I think uh, mimicry is just busted. Like again, it lets you play your opponent's best action card. Um, which if they don't have great action cards, they probably don't have a good deck, right? Like um, so like mimicry is almost always value. Um, it can be bad timing sometimes but uh for the most part um you're always going to get a, a pretty super solid play off of it and um it's a it's a it's basically like a linker to combos and it's a linker to 
um, just really being disruptive on your opponent. Um, so I really love Mimicry. Um, you can also shorthand combo it with your Witch of the Eye to control the weak lock somebody with their own control the weak. So that's plus kudos as well. So if you have never mm-hmm. figured that out, that's that's a thing. It does happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just you know, playing your opponent's best card, and you you can make interesting combos. Uh, you know, out of house combos where you wouldn't be able to do it with with that card in your deck, but suddenly with mimicry, you can you can play whatever that is to do that interesting combo yourself, right? And there's nothing uh, like when somebody TMPTs you and then you TMPT mm-hmm. them back. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, feels, it, feels mm-hmm. pretty, it feels pretty good. It really does. It <laughs> yeah. really does, right? And it could be anything. <laughs> it could even be a mimicry. <laughs> you could mimic the mimicry to mimic. Uh, I'm lost. Actually, if you mimic, I think if you mimic one of their mimicries, you still have to pick a card from their graveyard. So it yeah, really do I, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It doesn't do anything really, but um... it could be a boat. I don't know. It's just a, it was a reference. All right, never mind. And when you use mimicry, <laughs> it doesn't count as a copy of the spell played, so it could get you past the uh, rule of six with the card as well. Fun fact. The oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mimicry is never okay. a mimicry. It's always the card that you're, you know, the, it's always targeting the card and cloning the card, but the mimicry is still the mimicry. But because the mimicry is not being the mimicry, it doesn't count towards any rules. So therefore, you could play a card infinitely, technically, but it would never happen that way. I th- I'm pretty sure. So. Well, well, you're you're counting against some card, right? So either you're counting against mimicry or counting against. Right. I think it's. I think it would be a mimicry being. A copy of the card so therefore the mimicry would count so i guess technically you could get okay. like 12 right so maybe yeah i don't know it's true i don't know i promise you you promise i promise that's okay. that's the dream for a lot of people <laughs> is to get a, get to a seven a rule of seven or a rule of eight with mimicry and mm. uh, that probably won't ever happen but um because i'm pretty sure that it would take a really 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 um specific, specific. occasion I won't say it's yeah. impossible, but it's it's pretty mm-hmm. unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but live the dream, go for it, make it happen. Yep. <laughs> so, All right. So since I mimicked you on your number three, what's your number two? <laughs> my number two is the Pethy Seed. I pulled it oh. out of my graveyard uh, and and uh, played it here, okay. and uh, it's good. It's real good. <laughs> I agree with you. Like I said, it could have easily been my number two because your, yeah. my, my number four was Nepenthe Seed and your number four was Punctuated All Equilibrium. Right, so... And my number two was Punctuated Equilibrium. So we're on, we're on some kind of wavelength. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. So um, Punctuated Equilibrium, number two for me. So number one has got to be the same too. I'm, I'm going to have yeah. to assume. Because if it's not, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. So. But, yeah. Yeah. But you I, ready? Uh, you got. You Stay gotta on go. Three. You gotta go. Gotta go. Well, gotta go. Gotta go. Come on. Uh, Bumblebird. No, just kidding. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Come on. Nature's call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nature's call. That's the actual flavor <laughs> test on it. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> Which it took me a long time to realize that's what it was. And the first time I saw it, I was uh, I started laughing because uh, that's it's it's very good. <laughs> yeah, because the guy's looking at these two two symbols and he's like neither one of these look like a male or a female so i don't know which way to go i gotta pee and i can't figure out which door to use so i think the left is the male i agree i agree <laughs> but I don't, never, I don't know you never know but that's just hypothetical <laughs> um so uh yeah nature's call um why because it's amazing 
Um, it's a because it's amazing. Well, what does it do, Jupiter? <laughs> it's, it, it is an offensive and a defensive card. It is a timely and an untimely card. It's just a, it does everything. It gives you a raw amber pip just for playing it. So no matter what, you get value there. Um, and then it lets you return up to three creatures to their owner's hand. And and as you we've been talking about this whole time, um, there are so many creatures in the game that come into play and do things. And by putting them back in your hand, it's amazing. Or if there's creatures that came in against you that are capturing your crap, you just put them back into your owner's hand. Um, like, Lost in the Woods didn't make my list because I knew Nature's Call was going to be number one. And it's uh, Nature's Call is just better than Lost in the Woods, um, mm. hands down. So I struggled with, with, do I need to put Lost in the Woods in my, it was my tough. list? Cause, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like I said, there was like a good 20-plus things that could have made the top 10 like there mm -hmm. untamed is a very heavy house um has a lot of really nice things so with that said um yeah number one nature's call with a bullet yeah. um the second best card in all of keyforge in my opinion um, yeah returning those cards to your hand returning your opponent's cards to their hand just so many good ways to to so get additional things. play effects for yourself get that ember off those Saurians or those Sanctum guys on your opponent. Just all around good. Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty nuts. It is nuts for sure. Um, so there you go. That's our two top tens. And this is actually the most similar top ten that we've had so far. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think it that, is. I, I think, think there's is. only two cards, I think, that we didn't agree somewhere on the list. So yeah. um, maybe this wasn't as complex as we thought. Because the Witch of the mm -hmm. Eye and the Reclaimed by Nature are the two that you had that I didn't have. And then the mm -hmm. two that I had were Heart of the Forest and Fangtooth Cavern. But you know Heart of the Forest should have been on your list. Um, if, if <laughs> no, if you, definitely if, not. Yeah, just because you, you see you're treating it like Voldemort. And like that's exactly what that card is. It's just evil. But um, <laughs> anyway. So, with that... So, what, uh, what, uh, what do you think is the most... Because we're saying, hey, we, we agreed on a lot of stuff. Like, what do you think is... Obviously, didn't make any of our top tens, but better... Like, most overlooked. Better than people say, think, um, untamed card. So this could be anything, because you could be talking about like good to bad, like it could be indifferent. Yep, like, yep. Um, could be something you think is fine that people think is terrible, something you think is pretty good that people think is meh, right? I'll give you two cards. I'll give okay. you one, then you give me one, and I'll give you my second one. Um, the, most okay. Oddball, okay. the most oddball great card in Untamed to me is probably, and this is going off the top of my head without like looking through the whole list again, um, is probably Cooperative Hunting. Um, mm. I think okay. I think cooperative hunting um, most of the times is, is just really overlooked for how good it can be. Um, and uh, I have a lot of decks where, like, especially when you're playing like multiple witches and things like that. Whereas we, you have a cooperative hunting, it is basically a board control that usually doesn't get counted as a board control as heavily, right? Because it has a very heavy stipulation. But if you're getting to dump your untamed hand and you have cooperative hunting, um, cooperative hunting can be that board clear. Um, mm. Is it always great? No. But is it pretty fantastic most of the time? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm... I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, there it can be very helpful in killing your dust pixie so that you can regrowth it, right? It can be very useful in popping your opponent's wards, right? You mm -hmm. can, you know, take out your opponent's hunting witch. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I, I like cooperative hunting. And the, the second one is a little bit more common. I think you might pick it, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go with it. And uh, okay, okay. So, so the one that I, uh, I, I don't know that I hear a ton of people talking about it, but it's a good card. But I, I seriously consider putting it on my list because I, I really like it. And that's unnatural selection. Mm-hmm. So unnatural selection is uh, gives you an ever for playing it. And then choose three friendly creatures and three enemy creatures. Destroy each other creature. So basically, it's a, a minor board clear, which gives you an ember and no chains. And you leave your opponent's three worst creatures on the board, and you leave your three best creatures on the board. Right? So uh, you leave their Infernus and their Rani on the board, um, so you don't put them those in the discard pile like you do with the other board wipes. Mm-hmm. And you leave your really important stuff on the board so i I like it a lot i I don't hate i don't hate that call um do you really think it's better than savage clash i like it better than savage clash Mm, interesting i think it's on average i mean mean, i I, I think it's a debate but like uh, i I don't Mm -hmm. disagree with the thought process at all um Mm -hmm. i think uh, the other card that i was going to bring up is regrowth um i think regrowth for one Mm. pip and bringing back a creature it's a pretty powerful tool um, honorable mention is Vault's Blessing. That's another card that is absolutely ridiculous mm. um, in the right situation. You always get an amber off of it, at least. And the fact is that if you're playing Mass Mutations and your opponent isn't, uh, you could win the game off of a Vault Blessing. Um, because mm-hmm. you, there's a good chance that they have to worry so much about all your mutants um, that uh, it's ridiculous. And quite honestly, it, the card is ridiculous. <laughs> in a nutshell, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Amber Lucian is another card that came out in Mass Mutations that I think is pretty underrated. Um, That's just fun to mess around with. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more than fun. It's dirty. Like it's <laughs> dirty. But, well, you uh, have that one deck, right? You were telling me about <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play the Savage Clashes and Amber Lucian. Like it just does all kinds of evil things. And then mm-hmm. the Grim Reminder, and then the Grim Reminder comes into effect, and it's like, woo! <laughs> now I get to bring all, all these dinosaurs at one time. <laughs> nice, oh, nice. Yeah. I love Daniela. That's yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite decks, um, without a doubt. Cool, cool. All right, so my second one, I'm scrolling here, and all right, this one nobody talks about. And uh, I think it can be good. Probably. probably It is. What's that? Probably a reason for that. But go ahead. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm going to say Giant Sloth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're laughing. (laughs) I'm I'm laughing because me and Guy just had, me and Guy from AVR just had this discussion. And that is his favorite card in in, in Untamed. Oh, interesting. Okay, favorite. You just just made him the happiest guy in the world by saying that. And I did not, Uh, I I did not solicit or prompt that at all, Guy. Not at all. There you go. You got yourself a Drazcore endorsement for (laughs) Giant (laughs) Sloth. Um, yeah, six power. You cannot use this card unless you have discarded an untamed card from your hand this turn, um, which is a drawback. But it's action gain three, and uh, and you and it's and it's the best target in the world for Earthbind. Mm-hmm. You said like it. Mm-hmm, you said mm-hmm, like it was a good thing. Wait, I'm I'm looking at Earthbind right now. Hold on. Oh, okay. Is Earthbind what it does? This creature cannot be used unless the controller discarded a card this turn. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So you put that on a, on a giant sloth, and they have to discard two cards to use their giant sloth. 
That's Do you? How, that's yeah. That's how that works. Why would it be two? Why wouldn't because the, I art, have because discarded the creature. The creature makes you do it, and then the no because it says you have to discard a card. Not this card. Not when a card discarded. is discarded. Yeah. So like you this have creature to. cannot be used unless its controller has discarded a card this turn. So I would have satisfied that condition. Right. This creature cannot be used unless its controller has discarded a card this turn. Right, yeah. and then Giant Sloth says you must discard. I I don't know. I guess I, don't I think know. it's still one. Nah, I think it's two. Like uh, I don't know why, but Gee thinks it's two, and he's kind of judging. Mm. So I'm gonna go with mm. this thing. I'm going. I disagree. To, but what do I know? I'm going. <laughs> I'm going back to Giant Sloth now to read it because I want to see mm. what it says. You cannot use this card unless you have discarded an untamed card from your hand this turn. I think. I think. Yeah, I as think, long as it's untamed, I, I think, think you're good. I, I think. Uh, I think the the key to this is that since one is an artifact and the other is a creature, and they're different. Um, upgrade. Yep. They're different things. Yeah, uh, an upgrade. I think because they're different, um, you cannot mm. use this card unless you have discarded an untamed card from your hand this turn. I don't know. I, I would think that like Earthbinding it wouldn't make you pay too. I yeah, don't I don't think it does. I don't think. It does. Plus, look how angry he is, right? Like, like this dude's gonna... pissed about something. But you, you know what? He's gonna swing that thing, and a week later, you could come back and get hit by it because he's a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look at yes. how angry he is. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, good times. Now we're good just times. We're, now we're just banting. Um, honorable mention because it's the best card in Untamed that nobody ever thinks of is Inca the Spider. Um, everything about Inca. I like Inca. Everything about Inca is amazing. So little one mm -hmm. power poison play stun player reap stun a creature. Leave let me weave you a tale flavor text a short mm -hmm. story in the book like uh inca's pretty awesome and um mm -hmm. i happen to have a deck that i really love called the eventually obtuse inca and um it doesn't have an inca in it but it's dang fun to play so yeah well i guess for my honorable mention we've talked about a bunch of cards so how about i'll pick telega so she's great uh telega each time your opponent plays a creature gain one three power another witch uh, so yeah, she she's very good. Yeah, she's there's very good. So, there's so many great things. So Taliga, we had this discussion as well. So there's a there's a theory that Guy put out that uh, Taliga, if you look at Taliga and then you look at Wild Spirit, um, it's the same. It's Taliga on Wild Spirit, and then if you notice Taliga's staff and everything that's going on in Wild Spirit, um, mm. that he thinks that Taliga actually transformed uh, herself into Xenos. Um, and then turn hmm. Derek into a frog because Derek pissed her off somehow. And um, the dark side of her basically took over and she became Xenos, which I think is a stretch because I don't think Xenos looks anything like Taliga. But he, he says, if you look at the staff, because the staff is the key hmm. um, through Wild Spirit um, and in Wild Spirit's flavor text says, we remember what you seek to forget. Humans are animals to Xenos bloodshot quote. And uh, that's obviously Taliga being, you know, swarmed by these wild spirits of animals and stuff like that and then when you move down to the xenos bloodshot card um, you can see that there is this staff that looks has the skull features to it but he says mm, it's a corrupted mm -hmm. staff now and that uh, taliga has fully anamorphed into a, a a they uh kind of thing and that's why hmm. at this point she's saying i call myself blood shadow basically announcing that she's no longer taliga uh, make my home in Fangtown's cavern, and I turn my enemies into toads, which was Derek because he pissed her off. And um, what will it take for you to leave me alone? 
Mm-hmm. So Taliga is just sick of people. So interesting story thought, but uh, that yeah, was a, that was a geek, a geek thing. I, I I I was with them through Wild Spirit, but I'm not sure I buy the the Xenos thing. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either. That's but, cool. But, cool but, concept though. But yeah. but Prince Derek is definitely um, a wordy frog at this point. Uh, he's, oh yeah. He, he doesn't. Oh yeah, that, Toad. He doesn't know that his cannot mission, reap. <laughs> and you know that his he knows that his mission has not gone well. <laughs> no, with his watery feet. Yeah. <laughs> or warty, we, webby, warty feet. Webby feet. I thought it was. W a r t y warty feet. Oh, warty, warty. Yeah. Yes, that's even yes, worse. Yes, yes. He's got warts. Yeah, it is. It's gross. <laughs> wow. All right, so that takes us right about to our hour mark. We're a little bit short, but uh, we I think we've had enough fun talking about random extra. Untamed cards and uh, the fun of Untamed. So as a recap, my top 10, Fandangle, Hunting Witch, Fangtooth Cavern, Dust Pixie, Chodahazri, Heart of the Forest, Nepenthe Seed, Mimicry, Punctuated Equilibrium, and Nature's Call. And Dresscore, your top 10 was? Reclaimed by Nature, Witch of the Eye, Chodahazri, Fandangle, Dust Pixie, Hunting Witch, Punctuated Equilibrium, Mimicry, Nepenthe Seed, and Nature's Call. By yeah. number one. Yeah. So, um, if I was pretty doing, close list. If I was doing a Mortivus top ten, I think Chonkers would be number one. Um, because he, <laughs> he absolutely loves Chonkers. But um, I mean, it's fun. It's a special. It's a special um, shout out for Mortivus, for him mm, and his kids and stuff. Mm. Um, so if he even listens to this, he probably doesn't. But um, if how you guys how think, strong have you ever gotten a Chonkers? I don't play Chonkers. I don't think I've ever played a Chonkers. But Mortivus no. loves Chonkers. Okay. <laughs> I have one deck with Chonkers in it. I think I, I think I powered up like once or twice. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've never actually played a yeah. played a Chonkers. It's like uh, maybe I need to do that. Maybe that needs to be on my Keyforge things to do list. I think I mm. should. I think I should make a goal to play like every card at least once. That's a good. That's a good goal. Yeah. 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 There's definitely there's definitely some rares out there I haven't played, uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Chonkers is definitely a card I have not played yet. Um, probably because I don't have a deck that's even like close to good with him in it. So um, I, I don't even know if I've actually ever even had a Chonkers, honestly, now that I think about it, because I didn't really mm-hmm. open that many um, things, but who knows? But I know that... one untamed uh, rare I don't own and never played, and that's Morewolf, which is kind of an interesting card. Morewolf. Um, not great, but interesting. Uh, right. I, I played Two power. Them. I, I, skirmish, I played, yeah. I play played, ready another each other wolf creature. I played against a four more more wolf deck today. I mean, it whooped my butt, and then I went and looked. Oh. It up. I was playing my horseman deck, so I was like, man, this deck feels like it's probably pretty high sass. It was an eighty nine sass with four more wolf. Eighty nine with four more wolves. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's. But his deck was gross. Like it had like two ghost hawks. It had three infernuses, exhum, uh, ea on the fringes, like. Yeah, it was gross. It was really gross. Like, uh, mm-hmm. definitely a top level deck. And I, it will be in the tournament this weekend on Saturday. Did I tell you about that? We have a tournament on the ninth. Did uh, I believe you did, sir? Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. So eleven o'clock Eastern. Um, short adaptive format. So if you run into this guy, you'll probably get a good chance to bid on his deck. And uh, if you don't bid six right off the go, I I, I really. I'm asking you, like, what kind of level of deck are you bringing to the tournament? Because <laughs> it's got to be pretty good. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. As uh, I'm being told by my cat it's time to go to bed. He's like, let's go to bed. 
<laughs> but anyhow, so already, sir. <laughs> so that Bible. is me. Why don't I am, you do that? Yeah, I'm Jupiter from Manlius, New York, aka Fifth Planet Keyforge. Um, make sure that you're checking out all the KFPL action, and I'll let my cohort say goodbye. This is Drascor, and happy forging, everyone. Yep, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, reach out to us at KeyForgePremierLeague at gmail.com and join the show. Without you, we couldn't be us. Check out www.KeyForgePremierLeague.com for links to all our content, including learn to play videos and critique on gameplays. No matter what your level is, you are always welcome. Be a part of it. The KeyForge Premier League. Get there.